Satyam to all lovely super mothers. Welcome to Super Mother Unleashed. Today we have a guest who is a super mother of two beautiful daughters, theater act educator and a social marketing entrepreneur. She is passionate about her work and simultaneously managing her work house as well. Although due to this pandemic she is at her home but managing everything smoothly is her strength. Let's hear more from her. Hi Natalia, welcome to my show. Hello Soma, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's really a pleasure to be here. Um my name is Natalia Jansen and I'm really honored and I really appreciate your invitation to share my story on your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Natalia, our childhood memories are always blissful. What was your journey? If you can say that. Okay, so um I grew up in Slovakia. Okay. Um I I was actually born in uh, it used to be USSR at the time. <laughs> It's a Russia today in a Crimean peninsula, but I was about three years old. Shortly after my brother was born, we moved to Slovakia because my dad was from Slovakia and my mom uh was originally from Crimea of Greek nationality, but Okay. um living in Russia. Oh, lovely. And yeah, and I I grew up I was the first grandchild and of course everyone loved me and then we moved to Slovakia when my brother was born. Um so I have one younger brother and the two of us you know, we shared a room together growing up. We lived in a you know, small apartment, right. two bedroom apartment and <clears throat> You know, it was um every summer we would travel back to Crimea to visit my grandparents and that was definitely my blissful place. I loved spending time in my grandmother's house. I often would go there and before I started going to school, you know, when anyone would come and visit us in the spring, they would take me along and I would spend uh several months in my grandmother's house even um you know on my own so i've always been sort of an adventurous free spirit <laughs> wow it was lovely really grandparents houses are blissful because you know whatever you ask them they are ready to offer you so that's how the i think you know grandparents are so you know yeah Yes, absolutely. The unconditional love um is best from the grandparents. <laughs> right. Very true, very true. Okay, uh hobbies are the kind of things each one of us are having. What your hobbies? What gives you happiness? Oh, I have so um I have so many hobbies. I well, growing up, mm-hmm. I used to play uh I I used to study classical piano so I would play piano I loved dancing so I used to learn ballroom and you know folklore dances in Slovakia and then I fell in love with martial arts so I used to um take martial arts classes and learn about self defense so those are these three mains main ones but i really love dance i love reading and i love going out into the nature on hikes and things like that so yeah i <clears throat> i love connecting with nature and i love expressing myself through through art through dance performance um yes in high school i also i joined a um kind of a youth theater group and that's what got me on my journey mm-hmm. i fell in love with theater and that became my my greatest passion 
Yeah, I can see. I mean, you know, very few of the people, you know, who love this uh, kind of, you know, um, generally uh, they uh, they look into it and they enjoy it. But your passion towards and making it a very, you know, professional way, it's something really amazing. So you still practice martial arts? I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I till, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, with Sophia, I was almost six months. I was still going to my trainings regularly. But then my stomach was getting too big and people yeah. were too nervous to, <laughs> to, to spar with me. And then I, then I had to stop. And then, you know, then my life took some uh, unexpected twists and turns. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been able to take a few classes again, reconnect with martial arts training with my former Sifu, which is a teacher. Right. Um, because of the virtual, right? It kind of actually thanks to the pandemic and being close, stuck at home and everything going virtual. Um, over the summer, I was able to go get back to it and take some classes. But right now during the school year, you know, working full time and having my two girls and running a business, unfortunately, I don't have the time. It, 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 is, it has not made it to my priorities list, but I do miss it and I do love it. And I do hope that um, one day, soon, once, once I can build up my business and uh, create a little bit more flexibility in my schedule and freedom, I definitely want to get back to it. That's lovely. That's lovely because I can see you, you know, doing so many things and even in Facebook live and all, I can see you, you know, doing uh, lots of uh, product uh, information and all it's it's really amazing seeing you how uh, positive you are towards work so i think you know this will empower so many uh, mothers around who are still feeling that you know things are not possible uh, when kids are at home it's it's not like that if you think that you can do it definitely you can do it yes you know what it everything is possible you know it starts with um starts with your decision if you if something is important to you and you you really want to do something then you can simply choose to make it a priority and then you put it into your day as one of the important things that you want to do and i think that's a really part that's really important and very difficult for women. I can understand because I used to be like that. I used to only live for my children and live for the for other people. Um, and I think it's part of it is the culture where I grew up, where we were taught, you know, that as women, it is our job to make everybody else happy, put everybody else's needs first. But honestly, since I've started this entrepreneurial journey, I have learned something very important. And you can't serve and help and take care of others if you are not feeling at your best. So taking care of yourself and doing things that you need to feed your soul, to make your body healthy and strong, to have the energy and do things that you love that bring you joy. Without doing that, at least a little bit every day, you can't be your best self. You can't be the best mother you can be. You can't be the best wife or sister or daughter because you can't give of yourself if there's nothing inside you to give, you know? So that was a, that was a journey and discovery. And I really hope that um, I can continue and share that with more people, especially women. I think women need to know that, that it's really okay and not just okay. It's actually essential and important to do what you love and take care of yourself. And um, because then you can do whatever you need for others as well. Born in Slovakia and settling to your current city. How's that happen? Oh, well, that was an adventure. 
I um, yes, I I was actually born in in Russia. I grew up in Slovakia, and when I was in high school, I had an opportunity to come and study abroad, do an exchange student program that a high school had available to come to the U.S. So I, my family and I, we thought, you know, this would be a great opportunity because I was studying uh, two languages at school. I was studying German and I was studying English. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we thought, you know, this would be a fantastic uh, opportunity for me to see more of the world and experience more of the world. And honestly, I never really felt um, like I fit in Slovakia mm-hmm. because I know it's a, such a tiny, small country and I've always had these big dreams. <laughs> so for me, I, I saw this opportunity to come to United States as a, an opportunity to kind of forge my own path and, and create a different life for myself. Right. And so that's how I got here. I, I came as an exchange, exchange students. So that means there was an American family that chose me, chose to host me for a year. And that was my senior year in high school. So I was 17 years old when I first arrived. And I came to a family in Virginia. And uh, they were so lovely. And that was the first taste of, um, you know, what I experienced of possibilities and wealth. And I went to McLean High School, no, Langley High School in McLean, Virginia which was a very wealthy part of a part suburb. And it was uh, definitely a big culture shock for me coming from a small, tiny little country um, into this big world. And then I was, um, I think, you know, I've, I've always been a hard worker. I didn't speak English fluently. I had some basic English I, vocabulary, but I was not able to speak when I first arrived. But, you know, in school, I've always been, I've always been an excellent student. I was always very studious, always serious about my studies. So when I arrived, I spent I spent a lot of hours. My first three months, I used to take to homework for eight hours a day. I would go to bed at like midnight, one o'clock at night, because I had to translate every word in a textbook because I didn't understand any of them. <laughs> but after three months of doing that, every single day, spending hours and hours and hours with my textbook and a dictionary translating words, I started dreaming in English. I started understanding words. I started understanding phrases. And suddenly my brain was thinking in English. And so that was a big leap in terms of mastering the language. And after that, yeah, I was determined to find a way to get into college, uh, which I did. I went to Lake Forest College in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And after I graduated there, actually during my studies in, in Illinois, when I was at Lake Forest College, they had an opportunity for a study abroad program. Again, so from the from U.S., I went to India <laughs> and I and I lived and studied for six months in India wow. as part of my study abroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then I came back. I finished. I graduated. And after graduation, I took my car packed up all my belongings and drove across the United States to Los Angeles. And then I've settled here and have gone to um, graduate school. And then I started working and I've lived here ever since. That was in 1999. (laughs) You're really inspiring everybody around. Natalia, I must say, because your journey, the kind of passion you have, you know, tried to get away things about your English language you are not understanding your effort towards that, you know, learning by your own and, uh, you know, speaking with that language fluently now, coming to other countries, studying, managing your things, you become a graduate, then you're going back and work. 
it's amazing it's is really amazing thank you, know, you. your story uh, is really you know like lots of other mothers must have thinking that you know how this is possible or how you know our kids can you know this this is gateway for the kids also who are thinking that how because in india there are so many uh, mothers still struggling their, their kids doesn't talk in english and mm. uh, it's a it's a basic requirement is a major requirement in all the schools english medium schools mm-hmm. where the you know kids has to talk in english but because of their you know mother tongue at home they are not fluently and they are not actually practiced on that language so fluently so yeah so it's a major problem but uh, your story the way you have done it i think you know it will definitely open lots of uh, ways for the listeners really well you know what um it was important because i really wanted to understand mm. what was what the teachers were saying in class and i want to be able to talk to the other kids and you know I have to say that what makes a difference is, you know, when you are in an environment where no one else speaks your language, you know, you have you have you're very motivated to learn the language so that you can communicate. So besides sitting with my dictionary and my textbooks every day after school for hours and hours and hours, I also used to watch um uh, a lot of TV. Uh, TV would help me because I would get to listen to the way the actors would speak. And, oh. and you know how they speak with the expression and emotion. And you would, you know, sometimes I would watch the same episode over a few times because, you know, every time you hear the phrase, it just gets into your memory. Repetition. I mean, it's a very basic principle of learning something, right? Just how babies learn how to talk from birth that they hear the parents and other people saying things over and over and over again until they learn to say it so in a similar way listening to watching tv shows and listening to the language being spoken i think that it was very helpful as well wow that's amazing that's all everything is like your whole and soul effort otherwise things would have not been possible for you isn't it because yes. when you will not understand what your teacher is teaching in school you are psychologically somewhere really you know feel bad that you know other kids are understanding i am the one who is not understanding what she is teaching right yeah i mean that will not take you anywhere but instead of that you have taken that effort and you know learned it and you know it's managing it really nice i'm really i'm really thanking you you know you are <laughs> I, i really salute you the way you have taken that effort i think you know every kid who are Uh, and every mother who doesn't have that uh, um, courage or thinking that this is possible you are the whole and soul you know like example for them i will and i yeah. will personally definitely you know recommend lot of people to listen this uh, episode because it has so much more than only motherhood thank you no i believe that if uh, if you want something um you might not know exactly how um you're going to figure it out right away at the start but the most important thing is to just just start even if you just start by asking question how how and you talk to people who've done it or you start listening to others you know sometimes answers will come right you you'll figure it out along the way but the key is to just start take that first step and then stay with it no matter how hard it gets um often people people give up when things go go hard get, get difficult but um the key is you know when things are difficult it just means that maybe you kind of not going in the right direction and you got to try a different path maybe it's just a turn in the road you know an obstacle to get over but 
definitely never to give up. Natalia, motherhood is a journey which every mother enjoys. How's your life so far with your two beautiful daughters? Oh, my girls are my most incredible blessings. They are my reason for living and I will, I would do anything for them. Anything. <laughs> I I remember when Sophia, when my first daughter was born, I named her after my grandmother because my grandmother was someone I loved and me so unconditionally. And I remember I had to work full time. Five weeks after she was born, I had to go to work because my husband at the time did not have a job. So he was home and I had to work. And after work, I also had to, I used to tutor. So my day was very long. So at night when I came, I would hold her in my arms for hours. I wouldn't let her go. And I watched her. I watched her and I could, I swear I could see how her eyelashes were growing, you know, right in front of my eyes with every moment, Mm -hmm. how it was, she was changing and growing. And it was such a miracle. Um, So yeah, I, I think motherhood is is miraculous you know the children the way they change us and challenge us you know they are our our immortality you know you know what about your uh, you know younger daughter ziva ziva um ziva when when i was pregnant with ziva it was different cuz i was working part time mm. uh at the, my husband at the time had work so i uh, it was very different it was a lot more relaxed i was able to do prenatal yoga and take naps and I could feel her doing all kinds of flip-flops in my belly. She was very active, baby. (laughs) Very, very active. And, uh, you know, they are so different now. Ziva is now going to be 10 on Tuesday. It's her birthday's coming up. And Sophia is going to turn 13 on the March 25th. They're both born in March. It's a birthday month. Yes, it is. It's a big birthday month for us. Yeah, Ziva, Ziva was definitely, my pregnancy with her was a lot more calm. I was already, the fact that I've, done, I've had an experience, I already knew what to expect. So I really enjoyed it even more. Like I enjoyed it with Sophia because I was discovering something completely new. I was, it was an adventure. With Ziva, it was um, it was an experience where I was I was more intentional about taking care of myself, taking care of my my stress level, staying calm, so that the baby could sleep better. Because Sophia didn't want to sleep when she was little, oh. <laughs> and I and I thought maybe that was part of the because I was always under so much pressure and stress when I was pregnant with her. And, um, but Ziva was a lot calmer. Yeah. She was able to sleep through the night very early on. And I really believe that it has a lot to do with how I was in my state of mind, uh, during the pregnancy and, you know, taking the time to, to relax, to take naps, to stretch my body, to eat healthy, you know, those, those things, I think they have a huge, huge impact on the baby. More relaxing moment, isn't it? Tell us something about your pregnancy journey. Was it challenging for you throughout that pregnancy? Well, I was very lucky. I um, I enjoyed my pregnancy. I did not experience any major, you know, like morning sickness or things like that. I did not have that. Mm, I did. My cravings were strange, though. I was I would crave apple and oh. healthy food, <laughs> which was interesting. Blessing from God. Yeah. My, yeah, my biggest disappointment with pregnancy was 
I was already very close to uh, the end of my pregnancy, nine months. I was at one of my uh, last appointments when the doctor simply said, you know, that, you know, we're going to do a C-section. And oh. I was very unhappy because I didn't expect that. And and he didn't give me any warning. He didn't tell me before that there was a problem. And the problem was that Sophia's uh, feet were stuck in my cervix oh. and then her her bottom was on you know one side and she was breached so she was kind of in a shape of a v or l with her feet stuck in my cervix and her head on one side of my belly and the uh, her bottom on the other side like right and left and she couldn't turn she couldn't get and it was already time you know was very close to due date so he scheduled a c-section But I went into labor day before, so it ended up to be a emergency C-section and, you know, she was born through surgery, which, you know, it was a disappointment for me because I really wanted to experience the natural birth and I didn't get a chance to do that. So that, that was hard for me. I I did a lot of crying about that. Was it time of Sophia or Ziva? No, that was Sophia, my first one. And what about the second one? So because of that, I was determined to wait. um, And I I knew from my research that, you know, you have to wait at least three years um, in order to try VBAC, what they call, which is virginal virginal birth uh, after a C-section. So so that's what happened. Some, you know, it kind of, it was like almost on a doubt. Ziva is nine days short of, you know, she was born nine days earlier in March, exactly three years after Sophia. So, wow. so that was, a, that was a VBAC. It was natural, but because for my body, it was kind of like a first time because huh. the first one was a surgery. Right. So it took a long time. It was, it was a long, long labor. I think, you know, I think it was like 26 hours. It was long. And um, yeah, you have to wait till the time. Yeah. Things are happening. True. Yeah. But there was, it was experienced both ways. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, it's a blessing and it's wonderful to, you know, experience both because uh, when I was pregnant till seven months, a doctor has confirmed that you're going to have a uh, normal uh, delivery. Uh, At the last of the time, uh, we realized that, you know, we couldn't do that because what water discharge already started. And Mm -hmm. uh, I went to doctor, I came back and she was very sure that it will be a normal uh, thing. This didn't happen. It happened with C-section. Yeah. So you can't oh, okay. say what, what's going to happen. Yes, I know. Because, you know, till eight months I was working, I was very active. Then my mom was yeah. like, you know, after eight months, anything can be possible. So better you take off and be at home. So only one month or 20 days I was at home. Yes. So because of that work and all, I think, you know, my daughter will become very active now, talkative, very, the, the kind of meetings and all I used to do for my office, yeah. official, uh, you know, works. So it, it really has a great impact on the babies as well. Exactly. You are a theory educator and a social marketing entrepreneur. It's amazing that you manage both together. If you can share how you maintain both the works at a time. Um, so the way that I try to, I mean, I manage it is I start my day very early okay. before my daughters wake up. I, uh, I have a morning kind of a ritual that helps me get my day started. Um, with you know I take a shower do my yoga and meditation and then I start planning my day uh, I try to start, you know in the morning you're taking bath and then yoga meditation it's it's a great start actually 
Mm. Yes. Yes. And then um, that gets me, first of all, it puts me in a, it makes me feel good. It gives me the time that I need from take care of, for self-care. When I meditate and do my yoga, it, you know, stretches my body, gets things moving and um, helps my mind concentrate on what I want to accomplish that day and start it with, you know, in a good mood. And then I get my kids up, I get them ready for school and then I teach. So during my time when I'm teaching, that's the time when I have to focus on work. But in between, you know, when I have little small breaks here and there, like either lunch break or small breaks between classes, those are the times where I can, you know, post something um, or I can uh, reach out to someone and send a text message. And then, you know, after the school day is done, I teach, I teach theater classes. So my, my, I teach them over zoom right now. It's very, very active. It's kind of like I do five different shows a day. (laughs) And then, yeah, then afterwards I take my daughters to dance. They have dance classes every day. And so while they're at dance, because right now with the, all the strict rules, um, as a parent, I'm not allowed to go into the studio. Um, only the dancers and only okay. if you reserve out the day before are allowed to go inside, you know, to keep things, you know, safe. Right. So I sit in my car often because sometimes they have a class only for an hour. Sometimes it's a couple hours. So I either run my errands if I need to, but most of the time I sit in a car, I bring my computer along, I get on my hotspot and that's when I check my business. I update mm-hmm. my, my doctor keep track of who I've been in touch with and who I need to follow up with. I reach out to my customers. I plan parties, you know, virtual events where I can, you know, introduce people to my business and the products. And 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 that's what I do. And then when I bring them home, you know, in the evening, we have dinner, we relax. Mm-hmm. I like to read a book before I go to bed, you know, to keep my mind always focused on on something positive and encouraging and inspirational. And, and yeah, then I go to sleep and I start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing because you know you you get up your morning starts with a very positive note i think that's why the energy you know sustains for the entire day and mm-hmm. you're able to manage everything nicely you manage your work you manage your business it's really amazing there are so many uh, there, there are lots to learn from you yeah i i learn a lot you know i i i read i read about people who are successful i listen to um what they say. And, you know, there's a lot of great books. Like, for example, um, I highly recommend Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. They also created a version for, you know, Seven Habits for Highly Successful Teens and even Seven Habits for Happy Children. So these are adaptations of the habits of the all of the successful people in all types of industries. They all have these seven habits. And so, you know, teaching these habits to the kids will teach them, um, you know, get into these positive, productive habits that will lead them to success, whatever path they choose in life, because it's applicable to everyone and in every any career choice, but especially for entrepreneurs, because you have to take responsibility. Um, you know, there's no one there who's watching you and t- telling you what to do and getting you back on track got to be accountable to yourself you have to do it yourself so so this way you know by reading um reading and listening to videos and speeches of people who are very successful you know they all share these common characteristics and you know getting into good habit building 
positive habit, you know, one at a time, you know, it's, it's right. one step at a time, but it makes an incredible difference in, in your life in, in how you can manage the time and how you can move towards your goals and accomplish things, you know. Uh, because of this panic, you can often step out. So what's your quick natural remedy at home for your daughters and you? So I really encourage my daughters to eat healthy, um, eat a lot of vegetables, eat fruits. Um, and of course, in my business, my business is in health and wellness. So we have right. a lot of supplements at home. By doing that, you know, when you take care of your body and you make you eat healthy, you're, you're improving your body's ability to stay healthy and have strong immune system. So my daughters don't get sick very often. So and luckily, thank goodness, throughout this whole COVID, COVID thing, they were not experiencing any major health issues. But um, if anything does happen, you know, there's some, you know, there's some homeopathic remedies that, you know, right. you know you, I know about, like, for example, I know that, you know, a spoonful of honey can really help uh, soothe cough. Yeah. Um, so things like that. And um, berries, like raspberries, having a raspberry jam, put it into warm tea, really can soothe a sore throat. Jake has major impact on helping you with the sore throat, things okay. like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I never yes. Definitely, this is a great, you know, natural thing, which we can do it at home for our kids. Yes. So those are some of the remedies that I even grew up with. I know that, um, you know, we sometimes also, you know, when when your throat is very, very sore. uh, When I was little, my mom used to put, you know, you put um, vodka onto a bandage, you know, soak it in bandage, and then you wrap it around your throat. And then you wrap it with another piece of cloth to keep it warm. And it warms up and soothes your throat. It takes, um, um, it, it helps with the colds as well. <laughs> this is all of the amazing way you, you said, I think we can also do it. It's like very quick, this raspberry one and this vodka one, this is, you know, any, anybody can use it very quick. And, you know, I think it's available everyone's home. It's a natural thing. Yeah, absolutely. When I spoke to you last time, you mentioned cooking, which you keeps very simple. What one recipe you can share with our mothers, which is simple and nutritious too? Okay, so I'm going to share two. I like to make salads because they are very easy and they're very, very nutritious. We, you know, I like to take um, salad, you know, any kind of salad that you like, just wash it, you chop it down. My daughters like cucumbers, so we always add cucumbers, then we cut down some tomatoes, and then I... I flavor it. I add a little bit of chia seed, flax seed, then a little bit of salt, a kind of a maybe tablespoon of olive oil and just a dash of apple cider vinegar. And then you mix it all together and you have a, you know, good, uh, delicious salad that has pretty much everything that you need. You can add, you can have it um, alongside of maybe some hummus to make sure you get enough protein or or some lean meat, whether there's chicken or, or fish, you know, any preference. But the salad itself, especially if you add kale, will have plenty of protein. It'll have some healthy fat from the olive oil and the flaxseed. And then chia has the necessary complex carbs. And so you have everything that you need, and it, it's really good for you. Another way, especially for the kids, because sometimes, you know, it's hard to get the kids to eat salads. Right. Um, you can you can make a smoothie, right? You take a non-dairy milk okay. and 
Um, we have, I mean, I use the Arban protein powder because it's delicious and it has 20 grams of protein, which is vegan and also 24 other minerals and vitamins in it. But so two scoops of protein, then we add, you know, a handful of spinach, uh, half a cup of blueberries for the antioxidants and a spoonful of almond butter or peanut butter. And then you mix it all up. And you have a complete meal that will keep you full um, and tastes delicious and it's easy. You could just drink it down and that's it. It's so simple and easy. I think I can make it for my daughter also. Yeah, you can. And you can do it in two, three minutes. It's very quick. Yeah, very quick. Yeah, definitely. I will, I will start doing this because I never thought about it. It can be so full and can be nutritious as well. But definitely yes. I'll start doing yes. this. Yeah, you just have to make sure, you know, you have the protein, you have to have some healthy fat, you have to have some veggies, something green and something, some kind of uh, fruit, you know, especially berries, they have lots of antioxidants, so they're very good for you. And um, yeah, fiber, like if you're putting spinach, you have the fiber. And that's it. You can even add, um, you can add some probiotics. You can add multivitamins because that way kids don't even know because they won't really taste it, but it's in there and their body are getting, our, their bodies will get all the nutrition and it needs. Um, and it's easy, you know, put it in a cup with a nice straw and they, it's just a fun drink. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think my daughter would love it. Last not least, being a strong mother, you manages both things very powerfully. One message for those mothers who are exhausted and worthless because of their work and other household things. How they will manage and start loving them. My word of advice, have some compassion for yourself. We have you as a mom, you are first of all, you are amazing because you already brought a new life into this world. So it's a miracle in and of itself. So give yourself credit, pat on the back and you know, understand how, what an amazing and incredible accomplishment that is. And it is okay to take a day off and ask for help. Right. It's really important to, to know that, you know, it, the expression, it takes a village to raise a child. It comes from the wisdom of many generations and it is very true. So if there is a friend, you can ask to um, watch your kids for a couple of hours so that you can take time to uh, draw yourself a bath or take a nap, you know, go for a walk and take a moment to recharge, to recharge your own, your body, your mind, your soul. Give yourself a little break. Take a deep breath. Um, you should do that because when you do that for yourself, when you give yourself a moment to breathe, give yourself a chance to rest, then you come back with so much more energy and, and love and kindness that you can then share with your children and bring back to your work. And it doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. It could just be um, an hour a day or 30 minutes a day. But doing something that is just for you, that is a kindness that shows you that you love yourself, love yourself, mothers, it's really important. <laughs> Because if you love yourself, that love will translate and you will be able to shine it from your heart towards your family and then they will feel it and then then they will reflect it back to you. And the main thing is that the kids are also being, by watching their mothers being happy. When when they they see towards their mother and they are not happy, even they sometimes feel very bad. Exactly. Absolutely. Because all of the energy that we, you know, we radiate, whether we are realizing it or not the especially kids they are very perceptive they can see and feel it and then 
that's what they're learning because they're absorbing everything they see and experience around them. So especially even for the sake of the children, it's so important to be much more mindful, mindful about what we say, mindful about how we show up. You know, are we always grumpy? Are we constantly saying we're tired? Are we constantly saying I don't have time? Because that's what they're going to learn and they're going to repeat and mimic everything they see and hear. So for that reason, I get up. I get up an hour, two hours earlier. I wake up in the morning for myself. I get up early because I want to start my day happy. And so when I'm waking up and I'm feeling tired, I know that once I hop in the shower and I feel that warm water and then I smell my uh, amazing shower gel and I and I, I clean my body, immediately my my mood changes, my energy shift, I feel better. And then I, then I do the yoga or the meditation or whatever it is that works for you that brings you joy. That, yeah. would, that should be the first thing you do in the morning before you wake up the kids because then you have, once you filled your cup, you can wake your children up with, uh, with a smile on their face. You know, you can go to yeah. work feeling good and happy. And with that small little shift energetically, um, things, things will be different. Things will feel different. You know, when we feel good, we attract more goodness into our life. So very I, uh, very true. Being a mother, taking care of kids and work sometime, it's not easy at all. But if you have a strong vision to keep everything simple and enjoyable, it is possible. My guest, yeah. Natalia, is making sure to keep things simple and prioritize those works which is important for her well-being. Um, I just I want to say, you know, that it's really, really um, it's really important to to give ourselves, you know, as a mom. You know, to give yourself permission to to feel whatever it is you feel you you it's important to allow those feelings to come and go, but not to hold on to them. Um, you want to hold on to the good feelings, the positive feelings. But, you know, there's pain in life. Mm-hmm. Pain is a necessary part of life. There's loss. There's pain. And yes, we feel that. But what people often do is they get stuck in that feeling and then that leads to, to that that leads to suffering yes mm-hmm. suffering is is unnecessary suffering yeah. is self-inflicted it is when we choose to live in regret when we choose to think about the past and constantly wish that things were different you know past is the past mm-hmm. let it go you can't change it you can learn from it but you have to stay in the present. You have to stay in here and now. And it's really important to become aware and always bring yourself back to the present moment and honor it and feel how you feel in the present. When you feel good in the present, enjoy it, savor it, because then you're creating a different vibration. You're creating a vibration of positivity and then you will feel better and you will make people around you feel better. So um, my advice will be, you know, honor the pain or loss that you have um, in your life. But don't don't suffer. Don't create uh, don't inflict suffering on yourself. They um, stay true to the present moment and always um, try to focus and look for the positive. Look for the lesson. 
that comes out of pain. Look for the opportunity to learn. Look what is good about it that you can take with you and then make new choices and better choices in the future. Thank you, Natalia, for coming on my show. I'm so happy that you have come to my show and shared everything with us. Thank you. I'm very honored and I really appreciate your invitation. And I hope that our conversation will bring some some good, um, some value to uh, other moms out there. Hopefully they can find some inspiration and strength in what we shared. So with that, we have come to the end of this episode. And please do share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues, and all the mothers in your network. I would also like to request all my listeners to please share your thought, views, feedback about today's episode. And if you have any topic on which you want me to cover on my podcast, please write to me. Would love to receive your comments. I will see you next week. Till then, bye-bye. Wonderful. Thank you.